0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic are closing in on the title and can take another step towards it with victory against St Mirren tonight No wins in five for Rangers and no Alfredo Morelos as hearts come to Glasgow but Ryan Kent can play and the top six could be settled the bottom two could change again on a night of guaranteed high drama in the Premiership I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Daryl Broadfoot as you just touched on Interest and intrigue Right through the card Can Celtic take that step closer What implications for St Mirren At the bottom of the table And will Rangers manage to fashion Their first victory in uh, five games Jim Duffy If you can't get excited About a full Premiership <laughs> yeah. fixture card In April A number of weeks before the season ends You're in the wrong business Yeah and still a lot of drama To, be, to unfold You know yeah of course Celtic have more or less Wrapped up the title But they're still European places A top six and uh, that relegation battle is, is certainly not going away and, and they're still even after tonight there'll still be a few nails getting bitten over the coming weeks It's match day so we know what we're looking for from you give us a call let us know your thoughts ahead of your team's game tonight who should play who shouldn't play how do you see the game panning out all of the above and more 0141 We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, so let's hear from as many of you as possible as we go forward Um <laughs> and as if that's not enough Daryl The fallout from Sunday Is still very much there In case you needed me to tell you Yeah and uh, The sad thing is We've lost a sense of decorum With a fixture Yes the intrigue deepens But you know We'll take To one side What happened off the field um, In the city centre But Ryan Kent Appeal um, Is going to take place tomorrow now So that strikes me as a Tactical decision from Rangers It'll be interesting to see if that Constitutes a frivolous appeal Tomorrow when the Judicial panel hear it But ultimately they see Kent as a fixture for tonight To get that win It's been a long time coming And Jim Duffy mm. As is always the case If there are a lot of talking points Whether it be disciplinary Or anything else mm. uh, The football impact Gets a little bit lost And it was a weekend where mm. Celtic moved 13 points clear Yeah I'm saying The most important thing From Celtic's point of view Was winning the game And uh, you know All the, the coverage After it You know uh, was you know was mostly surrounding um, you know everything away from the actual football, um, which which I think is 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 sad. Um, it's not unusual, but I think it's sad. I think um, it was actually a decent game. I think uh, over the piece, um, I know you've you've discussed it the last couple of nights, but Celtic were very dominant in the first half, but Rangers came roaring back. Um, you know in the second half and showed great spirit with ten men. And then it could, you know, it was, it was a really tight game when both was, were 10 men um, and, and Celtic having that uh, late winner. So there was drama on it and there was some really good football, but invariably that gets, uh, you know, pushed way into the background. What, that, what it reinforces, you've got 90 minutes of football, you've got mm. implications for a title, but beyond that, both clubs, both Rangers have a civic responsibility. And, and that was missing towards the end of that game That's looking back though Let's look forward Because every team in the Premiership is involved tonight So you must have something to say You must have some thoughts regarding your team tonight 01419511025 Let's go to Ibrox First Rangers against Hearts Andrew McLean is keeping an eye on things there Yeah, good evening Rangers Of course looking to put Sunday's old firm defeat behind them Here against Hearts Stephen Gerrard saying he's glad that this game has come so soon But some of the fallout from that match does have an effect on this game tonight Rangers of course without Alfredo Morelos he starts the first of his four game ban tonight while Andy Haldy is also suspended he picked up a second yellow card 
after the full-time whistle. But as you mentioned earlier, Gordon Ryan, Kent, he was cited by the Scottish FA yesterday, but Rangers have chosen not to accept that, which means it goes to an appeal tomorrow, and that means that he is free to play for the club tonight. But with Rangers now 13 points behind Celtic, it really just is a case of trying to get as many points on the board and try and close that gap as much as possible before the end of the season. And they'll be hoping that they can do that tonight. As for Hearts, their top six place is secure. And if you look above them, they're actually just two points behind Aberdeen and four behind Kilmarnock. So it could be a very interesting end to the season between those three and Hibs, who look likely to seal the final place in the top half. As for team news for them, Uchi Ekpiezu, he has been out of the pitch having a wander around with the rest of the players. But Craig Levine said earlier in the week that he won't play because of a head knock that he took on Saturday. Full team news I'll bring you as soon as I get it. Come on then, Rangers fans. Ryan Kent can play. Alfredo Morelos can't. So who plays up front? How do you get around that issue? And what about left back could we even see some sort of involvement for Lee Wallace that would be quite something let's go to St Mirren St Mirren against Celtic Alison Conroy is there Good evening Gordon from an absolutely freezing St Mirren as you can imagine Neil Lennon of course says he'll be looking to his fringe players after they move 13 points clear at the top of the Scottish Premiership Didrik Bayata's out Kieran Tierney is going to be rested I think tonight but despite lots of rumours there won't be a rare appearance from Marvin Comper here in Paisley St Mirren of course desperate for points in their battle for survival but boss Oren Kearney says this week's big game for them isn't Celtic tonight it's Hamilton Ackies on Saturday I'll have the team news in around half an hour Internet rumour I knew it was too good to be true Internet <laughs> rumour Marvin Comper have you seen this one Alison? Yeah, well, yes Not having it? No <laughs> Right okay well it was good while it lasted uh, 0141-951-1025 is the number you need Twitter is at Clyde SSB Come on give us a give us all your thoughts Maybe you're going to the game tonight Maybe you've got some ideas about who should play Who shouldn't play And, and Jim we, we're at that stage of the season We'll look at the bottom a bit later on But with two games to go until the split If Rangers lose one of them Two wins for Celtic clinches the title That's how close we're getting yeah, I mean that that uh, game at the weekend, you know, said you know, g- give us that situation, and, and and you know, it's all a matter of time before uh, eventually Celtic cross that finishing line. But uh, you know, they're, they're intriguing games tonight for different reasons. Obviously, you mentioned Oren Kearney they saying it's maybe not his main priority, but I still think you know, maybe in the back of Celtic having the high, you might think he might catch them off a little bit, a few injuries as well. Um, Neil Lennon said he might play some fringe players. All those things, I think, if you're a St Mirren uh, player, you're thinking, great, you know, we've got a, you know a, a slightly better chance than maybe getting something. Any can result at all as a fantastic bonus for them. And then Hart, I actually think Hearts have done well this season. I really do, considering mm. the amount of injuries they've had. They've been battered by injuries from pretty much early on defensively. You know, likes a Suter and bearing that out, and then losing players, and then he pays out again tonight in Naismith. You know, was terrific for them So I actually think they've done well To hang on in there And, and actually be where they are And that's probably Rangers' biggest um, Boost tonight mm-hmm. That Igpiezu yeah, is out, out yeah. um, Watch the highlights Listen to um, What was said about the Hearts-Aberdeen game And Hearts unashamedly mm-hmm. play to their strengths mm-hmm. And Igpiezu's in the team It can be unplayable at mm-hmm. times But to do what they've done um, Without, as you say, for long spells mm-hmm. of the season Stephen Naismith, Igpiezu Shows the job that Hearts have done It's getting that form consistently um, But Ike Piazum out of that team tonight Is a boost for Rangers Jim Duffy and Daryl Broadfoot are here to take your calls Billy is a Rangers fan First up tonight from Greenock Billy, how big a game is this for Rangers this evening? Hi guys, I'm driving up uh, It's a big game Obviously we've got to try and cement the place After what happened the weekend So uh, I'll be a hard game But I'm expecting to take the three points uh, 
Is that okay, aye? Yeah, absolutely. I was just trying to get a feel for the game. <laughs> aye. I'll be a half game. I mean, Craig Levine always sets his team up kind of defensive. They're always half to break down. And we have struggled to break St. Johnson and Kilmarnock that down in obviously Aberdeen. Uh, but again, uh, I'm getting back to my friend Alfredo here. I've got a wee different slant on it. I'm not saying the guy's an angel far from it. But, but the guy came here what, a year ago, a year, like two years ago. 20 years of age, I think he's 21, 22 anyway, right? The guy's thousands upon thousands of miles away to his homeland, right? It, it, obviously, it, it, he's, I think he's been he's been bullied, he's been picked on, he's been provoked, and I really think people in Scotland, opposing teams, managers, etc., should actually take a look at themselves. You see this guy, if he was working in a factory, Right, and he was getting tripped up to the hand and provoked and bullied. And people can say all they want, but it's a different scenario. But I just think a guy, this guy should have been welcomed into the country and paid for a wee bit more respect. A lot of journalists need to take a look at themselves as well as players. I just think a guy should have been totally bullied and it's a disgrace to, to the whole of Scotland, the country, and brings all culture people to here and asylum seekers. I just think it. The way the guy's been treated a disgrace, and I know he's not done his cell any favours, but he's reacted. There's only so much you can take. Wow. Wow. Jen, listen, there's two things. What what you've alluded to is borderline xenophobia. Somebody who's come into our country and needs to be afforded more. He's 29 goals this season, and people are already talking about him as player of the year, player of the season uh, calibre. So if you take his goal-scoring exploits, actually, Scottish football is about to celebrate, certainly with a shortlisting. However, there's a fundamental flaw in Alfredo Morelos' makeup, And it's 22 cards over the course of that season. 17 yellows, 5 reds, admittedly, 1 overturned. But to say that clubs and rival players ought to show more respect, it's a competition. And in any competition... You have to exploit the weaknesses of your opponent. And that weakness has been exploited time and again. And despite the goodwill of the Rangers fans, the goodwill of the Rangers manager, even the manager himself exhausted that patience at the weekend. So I don't think you can start to draw comparisons with xenophobia. But equally, 22, he's not a kid anymore. You look at Kylian Mbappe, who effectively won the World Cup for France as a teenager. So I don't think his age is a factor, but his maturity has undermined Rangers' season, notwithstanding the 29 goals he scored. Yeah, I mean, he's a reactive player. He's reacted. And, and this is the thing. I mean, you know, what Billy says in terms of other managers, and, you know, you've heard, you know, if you if you know you can get inside someone's head, if you can wind someone up, um, then you wind them up. And it's about how that player reacts to that. Always, It was always said many years ago, and it's still said now, you take it as a compliment when someone winds you up or tries to put you off your game because they only do it to the good players. You don't do it to the duds. You don't have to do it to the duds. You only do it to the good players to try and say, right, I'll distract him. And that that's what Alfredo Morales hasn't understood. That This is actually a backhanded compliment. And the best way to deal with it, stick the ball in the back of the net and at the end of the game, you're the guy that gets away with the biggest smile. 
But unfortunately He hasn't managed to deal with that Now whether that is because He's still a little bit immature Maybe it is A cultural difference at times There are, there are certain aspects I'm sure You know You do need to He needs to have a little bit of leeway But I think being here for two years As Billy said I think he knows the game now He knows what's required And also He's playing for Rangers Rangers are a big Huge club And he has to understand That everybody Wants to put one over Rangers Including Their biggest rivals If he wants to go to a bigger club mm -hmm. And he's expressed that before That ultimately The Premier League in England Is something that he funds then potential suitors yeah, will take belly. a look will take a look at his goal scoring record but then take a look at the disciplinary record and that's something that stands as a fundamental flaw Billy on you go aye just uh, one more point see on the, the, the I'm not too disheartened after Saturday obviously I defeated Celtic but last year at this time we lost 5 nothing to Celtic and we lost 4 nothing in the Scottish Cup to Celtic a week later or the week before we lost 3 nothing to Ibrox on the three games, I know we're 13 points, I don't think I did this justice, but see on the three games we played against Celtic this year, we lost one on at Parkhead, we don't want none, and lost three, uh, lost two on the weekend, and again, Jim and I said it was a great game, the second half could have went either way, we didn't want any chances, so on the performances this year against Celtic, we've 100% dramatically improved, and I'm really looking forward to the next season because uh, I think that another one or two signings that uh, I don't think get into the, the group stages in Europe done as any good this season, to be honest. Financially, I, but see, playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, we didn't have the squad to do that. And if you analyse a lot of the points we draft, Clubbins and away, Motherwell, at Fur Park, it was after they, they games in the Thursday. Billy, how do you so, explain uh, the fact that Rangers haven't won in the last five games? I know that we're going to have to boil in there. I don't know where that's tiredness or but whatever Celtic's kind of tired as well but they've got the lead I don't know I, I really don't know but, but I, I think we can have a right good goal it'll be mm. alright thank you to Billy in Greenock I don't want to spend all night looking back so Let's let's combine the two things Because of what happened at the weekend Alfredo Morelos cannot play tonight Who does play? Does Jermaine Defoe just play in his place? Or did Rangers mix things up a bit To try and combat his absence? I think um, Jermaine Defoe's got to come in and play You know I mean? I think he's he's obviously come up here to play As much as he possibly can It hasn't worked out Mostly because of the shape of the team I think he initially had an idea To play a diamond in midfield uh, with Ryan Kent playing behind the two strikers, Morelos and Defoe, it didn't quite work out. He prefers the the width uh, with 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 Candias and Kent primarily there, and and I think J Jermaine Defoe come in uh, again. Kyle Lafferty played for for Northern Ireland, um, the, and and did well. Worked hard. As did Stephen you know, Davis. Stephen Davis as well. But up top, uh, uh, you know, uh, it would it'd be interesting to see. Mm. I mean, let's be honest, they're chasing second place. So to so, you know, is he going to kind of change his whole structure of his team by by playing two strikers now? He ha he does have the chance to do it now with Lafferty and Defoe. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Dylan McLeod's going to the game at Ibrox tonight. He says start Lee Wallace and give him the armband. Well, that would be quite something. Uh, Wolfman's got Nards is agreeing. Lee Wallace at left back all day long. He says let's go back to the phones and speak to Gus, who is a Celtic fan in Calder Bank. Gus, the last time Celtic were at St Mirren, it didn't quite go to plan. Are you more confident of a win this evening? I would say so. But uh, what I would do, I, I would think about that along these lines. Uh, at, at the New Year game, the Celtic Rangers game there on the 31st of December, 
But people are on earlier on there about Morelos being bullied. Morelos has given more than his fair share out over the last two years and it's sadly caught up with him. I was at the game on Sunday and I found the second half exhausting from a Celtic point of view. I do, however, believe that Callum McGregor has spoke, spoken the most sense since Sunday, if you read them in the papers today, and I do think it's time Stephen Gerrard piped down a wee bit. Take your punishment like a man, just like Celtic took their punishment like men on the 31st of December. I didn't hear Celtic bleating on for three, four days about getting beaten at Ibrox. They just accepted it and moved on. All we're hearing now is about Rangers having a hard deal, how Morelis has been uh, victimised. Morelis is his own worst, uh, worst enemy, the way he behaves himself. Uh, Scott Brown may have got on with it, Gus, but to be fair, we had about 554 calls complaining about Alfredo Morelos in the, the aftermath of that game, so I'm not quite sure that everyone took it and moved on. Um, Jim, what, what about tonight for Celtic? You know, Gus was is more confident of the last time they went to St Mirren. There is scope there, whether it's Sinclair or Tolyan or Burke or the whole host of guys that didn't play at the weekend. Would you expect a freshness tonight? Yeah, middle to front. Celtic have got embarrassment of riches obviously rugged because start we only come on for a, a you know a short period of time at the weekend so they might give him more game time obviously you've said Burke and Ware Sinclair none of those guys I mean two of them didn't come on at all one they come on at half time um, you would you know he could move Lustig in he could play Ayer and uh, and Semenovic I mean you know he does have some uh, a really strong squad so. I think the term fringe players would probably be doing them a disservice because they would play for pretty much any other team in the country. Um, so Celtic are still a very, very strong squad. But but it's just sometimes we've had the high of an old firm match and you know the atmosphere, the whole adrenaline, uh, the the level of importance in terms of trying to get close to that uh, eighth league title. Um, then you know the edge might just come off a little bit, and that might just give St Mirren a little opportunity, a sniff of a chance. Not not a lot because, you know, the reason that they're still, you know, fighting a relegation battle because they haven't managed to uh, do enough on a regular basis. But I do think this is one game I think they would they would they would have a little bit of a sniff. The carrot Neil Lennon has in his hand is cup semi final mm. places. And if they get past Aberdeen, then suddenly the treble treble becomes clear and present. So if Neil Lennon suspects that players haven't been quite at it post old for him game there's enough in reserve to make the difference tonight. They should have enough in reserve even if they change the entire team to beat St Mirren. Especially if players are now playing for that trip to Hamden. Darrell Broadfoot and Jim Duffy are here. It's a big night for different reasons, I suppose, for Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard. We're going to hear from both after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Daryl Broadfoot and Jim Duffy are here with me, Gordon Duncan. A full fixture card in the Premiership tonight. So much to look forward to. So come on, fans of all teams, let's hear from you on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. We're at that stage as well. The team lines have not quite dropped, so people are still speculating, giving their suggestions. Lee Moss says, going to the Rangers game, I think Wallace left back, Polster right back, and play Tavernier at right midfield. So there's some uh, out-the-box suggestions coming in. Let's hear from you then. We'll hear from both managers first, though, to set the tone. Stephen Gerrard. For myself and the players, it's just important that we reset and refocus on what's in front of us. You know, in, in football, whether you're, you're on the back of a high or a low, it's important you move on very quickly. After the defeat against uh, a rival, it's nice to have a game pretty quickly to refocus and, and we have the chance to hopefully get a good performance and a good win against Hearts and, and get the feel-good factor back. So yeah, that's been the message to the players, you know, uh, get out the system as quick as you can and, and focus on the next challenge. We've played them a couple of times and they've been aggressive, they've been positive. They came to Ibrox to try and win the game. 
It was the same when we went to Tynecastle. They're a big physical team who were aggressive, and I mean that, you know, both in and out of possession. You know, they come to try and win and play, and we expect the same. We had people watch their game against Aberdeen, and you know they've got some threats within there, and they've got a way of playing that that's efficient. So we expect a good arts team. Darrell, when you look at 13 points, the gap at the moment, so Rangers obviously have a job to do, which is to secure second place. But perhaps more than that, are these players now? Essentially playing for their future Showing that they should be part of the plans for next season They have to And it will inform the extent to which Stephen Gerrard has another rebuilding job in the summer And I don't think you can underestimate the scale of that rebuilding job Without looking too far back But people go back to 29th of December in that old firm victory Jermaine Defoe uh, came in And Stephen Davis came in as the marquee signings Because I think Rangers smelled blood at that time Neither of them was sufficiently trusted to start the game at the weekend So do they have long term futures at the club Or even a future next season I think Worrell has been a disappointment I think it was really poor against Celtic again at the weekend And Katic, who I think is the better player Hasn't been given a, a run Yet Katic has been signed So there are so many imponderables at Ibrooks just now Not least the level of investment To have another tilt at stopping Celtic next season So a chance for Rangers players to stand up To show what they can do against Hearts But more importantly An opportunity for Steven Gerrard To understand the players that he can trust And the players that he can't And unfortunately for him There are more in that starting lineup and squad Who can't be trusted to deliver than can I mean Jim that's the same for every team in the country At this moment really Players are always playing for the future But particularly when you know, there's no more silverware There are no real priorities In terms of what Rangers are going for And there is a lot of Focus on, on where the team is And how much they've progressed So in that respect These guys have got Between now and the end of the season To show they're up to Yeah but you've also got a manager Who's had his first season In Scottish football And I think sometimes We tend to forget that Because he's Stephen Gerrard First season in top flight yeah, Professional yeah, football as a manager yeah. But everyone thinks Because it's Stephen Gerrard His name, his profile You know, the, the, as a player But he's still A novice manager he's still, He had to learn about Scottish football He had to learn As he mentioned there Going to places like Tynecastle Going to places like Pataudry The atmosphere you know the type of game he's in physical. He would it, it can be you can be told about it. You can watch your you know the, the the videos and all these kind of things. But until you're actually in it and experiencing it and you're on the touchline and you you get that sense of it, then you've got to learn. Then you've got to look at players who can cope with that, cope with the demands, cope with the opposition, and still be able to play. And then the Ibrox, we've heard a few times when it's going well, particularly early on the season, that European fans are really right behind them. The players look. I mean, like guys like Goldson and Katic, as Darrell was saying there, were looking great. Make a couple of little errors, fans get a little bit on their back. Oh, wait a minute, they mm. just look a bit more nervy. So you've got to be able to handle all that. So it's the characters, I think, that he's got to bring in in the summer. It's guys who have got a strong mental toughness. We're about to hear from Neil Lennon, but let's take some calls first of all. Cameron is a Celtic fan in Irvine. Hi, Cameron. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. What's Hi, your Cameron. point tonight? Um, a point is, I think, coming into this point of the season, you know, the, the league's pretty much wrapped up. I think now, especially in the league, is a good time to start rotating the squad and bringing guys in that haven't even started the last few weeks or even the last few months. And, you know, giving them the confidence to play again. Guys like, I mean, Craig Gordon, for example, watching Scott Bain on Sunday, he just, he didn't look as if he was fully confident in what he was doing. There was a few times that he was, you know, caught out of position um, particularly, you know, at the end of the game Where Ayer managed to make that, that save um, For him And I just think bringing Gordon back in 
this late in the season might not be such a bad idea. Uh, also starting players like Timo Weir, get him up front, get him starting, give him the confidence as well. Uh, you know, guys like Simunovic and things, bring them back in. Rogic, he just back injured. It'd be a good time to get him back in at the start of 11. I mean, Craig Gordon's been injured, so that, that perhaps takes that one out of the equation. But what about the general point that Cameron makes? No, I think if he's fit again, it doesn't do any harm to, to keep your, your everybody on their toes. Do you wait until the league's completely sewn up to no, do that? No, because it's more or less. I mean, it's not, it's not nothing. Listen, you know, you've not got a, a book in the, in the land that'll give you odds and anyone else winning Celtic, you know, other than Celtic just now. So, you know, listen, you, you know, what, what Cameron's saying, I think, is, is a fair point. You know, and, but these are, these are good players. You know, as I said before, they're not they're not putting in, you know, kids, you know, have never played. And even even sometimes when it's wrapped up, they do throw one or two in. But you, even Mikey Johnson's played a significant part. So there are good players there to come in. If he wants to rest Forrest, if he wants to rest Scott Brown, for instance, if he wants to, he's got plenty of options in there. Uh, and Cham only played a part of the game. I don't know if he'd come off, he was injured, or he was just maybe just getting his, his um, up to speed but he's another one that maybe need more games Rogic as, as he said so like, yeah I, I'm I'm a, a alongside Cameron and I think it's a, a good opportunity for Celtic tonight to give them a little bit of freshness the risk right places. on cue Daryl Broadfoot how slick is this we've got the oh. Celtic team honestly you think we've planned these things out Alison Alison Conroy <laughs> Marvin Comper is he playing no Marvin oh, Comper no, is not playing is he on the bench He's mm-hmm. not on the bench right. either, I have to tell you all. No, no appearance at all from Marvin Comper tonight. It looks like four changes for Celtic from Sunday. It'll be Bain in goal, a back four of Lustig, Simonovic, Ayer and Izzy Then it'll be Brown and Cham. Then Forrest, McGregor and Weah with Burke up top. On the bench for Celtic, it will be De Vries, Edward, Rogic, Benkovic, Sinclair, Tolyan and Christie. I do have the St Mirren team as well. I haven't shaped it up yet, but I can tell you that St Mirren are making six changes tonight. Um, I did say earlier that Oren Kearney did have one eye on that game against Hamilton Ackies on Saturday, and it really looks like he does. It's Haladke in goal, then it'll be Corbu, Beard, Ferdinand, Popescu, Muzek, McGinn, McPherson, Kellerman, Cook and Nason. On the bench, it'll be Holmes, Paul McGinn, Lyons, Dreer, McAllister, Jackson and Mullen. Uh, Cameron, you got your wish. Where starts for Celtic? I take it you're happy with that? Yeah, it'd be good to see him play, hopefully. Maybe not the full game, but certainly the bulk of it anyway. Jim Duffy, we're seeing, we're seeing bits of, of what the whole conversation was about. Oliver Burke comes in, Timothy Weir comes in. Yeah, Simonovic, he's a Gary. You know, so you know, there has been cheating. And I think that that's, that's what uh, Neil Lennon was entitled to do. And as I said before, you're bringing in good players, so you're not weakening your side in essence. You're just freshening up. And I think, as I mentioned, after a big game like that, when the adrenaline and the, the high, sometimes it's a bit like a European game. Sometimes you get that. There's a, it's just a wee bit flat. So you put guys in there, and, and as Darrow said, you throw the gauntlet down to them and say, right, okay, there's an opportunity for you tonight to say, like, I'm, I'm going to make the competition even tougher for the manager come the next game. And so, mum. You know, the play was a six changes, Alison said. Mm. I mean, that again is a big risk because although they're freshening up, I understand that. I would have thought momentum after beating Dundee at the weekend, those players would have been really high and ready for another challenge, including Celtic. So, a little bit surprised as many changes to the St. Man team. It just shows how important he sees the Hamilton game mm. at the weekend, though. If you, if you get to a position where you rest six players, you've effectively written this game off tonight. The most important thing going into um, the, the, the kind of last six games of the season is making sure that those players stay fit. It's high and risk, Darren, isn't it? It's, it's high risk, but realistically, 
St Mirren versus St Mirren would not bank on a result against Celtic. Mm-hmm. So on the back of that result, keep those mm-hmm. players fresh for what is going to be a survival running. So, St Mirren fans, what do you make of it? 0141-951-1025 uh, Rangers team is out, I believe Andrew McLean, any surprises? How are they getting around the no Morelos, no holiday business? Well, yeah, of course it is a bit awkward for Rangers tonight They're going to have to make changes in this one And the team is just out And in goal, it's Alan McGregor in the back four, it's James Tavernier, Joe Worrell, Connor Goldson, and it's John Flanagan that's filling in at left-back for this one. The midfield, well, it looks as if it'll be a midfield three of Glenn Kamara, Ryan Jack, and Stephen Davis. Scott Arfield will play a bit more of an advanced role out uh, on the right-hand side. Ryan Kent on the left, and Jermaine Defoe up top. So there's no Daniel Kandias in there either. He drops to the bench, and the bench for them is Fodringham, Katic, McCrory, Koulibaly, Gresda. Candace and Lafferty as for Hearts they make two changes Mulraney and Ekpiezu out um, and in come Bozanic and Marcus Godinho for this one a 3-5-1-1 for them is Lamal in goal as a back three of Connor Shaughnessy Christoph Berra and John Suter Jamie Brandon Arno Doom Peter Herring Oliver Bozanic and Marcus Godinho across the middle with Sean Clare just in behind Craig White and the substitutes Doyle, Lee, McLean Kina, Mulraney Decamora and Burns Reaction to that Rangers team Jim? Yeah, again, a little bit surprised Candice is not playing. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought Kamara would come back into the start lineup. He has done in Davis. Uh, so the two signings that we were speaking about earlier on are starting Davis and Defoe. And I think they've got a lot to prove still. I think they've got to be showing the Rangers fans tonight at Ibrooks that they are, you know, good enough to warrant their, their starting place tonight. They've got an opportunity with uh, players missing. Um, Halliday missing obviously and uh, and uh, Morelis missing so it's given them an opportunity a slight tweak in the style I look to me as if it still could be a diamond um, you know there um, but you know I'd be, I'd be surprised if Arfield played wide he's not a natural wide player I mean obviously he'll be the Kate, point won't he? he'll just be number I, 10 behind I would think so you know and maybe Kent, Kent Defoe up front but it's one of those ones where you know obviously wait and see Hearts as um, Stephen Gerrard said although is not playing they're still a very powerful team you have three big centre-backs, um, you know, there. And then also you've got Herring, who's really good in the air and powerful. So they're, they're a strong physical side still. Um, Set-pieces, um, they're very mm. dangerous at. So Rangers will still have to be, you know, at the top of their game. I'm I think surprised Wall's kept his place, given mm. how poorly he performed in that mm. game. But there's no excuse for the starting lineup now. Mm. Three points are essential to get back to winning ways and to close out second place. And as much as the previous caller said that Rangers have progressed Not by the number of points Differential between a Celtic Stats wise it's not it's no, the But, big but, but people also Don't factor in How Celtic have regressed And I don't think anybody would argue That Celtic have regressed From where they were Last season So A lot of pressure on Rangers players To perform And as I said before Not just to Salvage something from the season But To make themselves you know, I a think, realistic alternative for next season. I think there was one or two. I'm not saying they do it deliberately because I don't, but I do think it seeps into the kind of conscious of players coming up from England sometimes that the game's easier up here. So I think sometimes they get a wee, they get they get a little bit of a fright at times. You know, like Sir Flanagan has come up. Davis, obviously, Davis knows the game. Defoe, War, all these kind of guys. They've probably been told, listen, you got there, you stroll mm. it, you'll be a superstar up there. Go on, you go, and no problem. I mean, I, I mean, even myself, I thought Defoe, okay, he'll score a barrel load up in Scotland, yeah. and isn't it? So it just doesn't always quite work that way. Uh, okay, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I know a few of you were suggesting Lee Wallace, but he's not even on the bench tonight, so you can forget about that one again. John is a Rangers fan. 
in Corker Hill. You've heard the team tonight, John. Are you happy with it? I'm indeed very happy with it. What in particular, then? Glad to see likes of Stephen well, Davis back in. Well, I like I like Davis. I like his style. He's just not clicked at the moment, but I, I, I like his style. He's always been a good player. Actually, my point is to Jim Duffy. Mm. I had the pleasure of watching Jim in his prime, an excellent player. But he's, I'd like to ask him his opinion as an ex-professional player. What would your reaction have been, Jim, if a fellow professional made a beeline for you at half-time and raked his studs during your ankle? What would your honest reaction have been, Jim? My honest reaction, if someone would have raked something down my leg, I would have waited to a minute to go, John. That's what I would have done. I'm talking to get off at half time. No, it doesn't matter. Wait a minute ago. No, no, I would have waited though. I would have waited. I would have waited to my time and then said, right, okay, now's my time to get him back. That's what I would have done. Just, just, so, just so we're being clear, John, is that Scott Brown you're talking about? Do you think Scott Brown raked his studs mm. down Morelos's. Morelos footage. Like Kurt Broadfoot. Oh, Broadfoot, yeah. There's no, there's no professional football player in Scotland. Mm. Wouldn't have reacted I don't think Apart from mm. My good friend Jim Duffy There who said He would have waited To a minute ago I think every professional Would have reacted Based no, on the they have, They wouldn't have John I mean Listen If they do react you, 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 You're straight away You, you know you're, you're catching the referee's eye Nothing now, came listen, of the Broadfoot one anyway no, So But at any time Take the scenario At the game If someone Kicks you Someone has a bad tackle on you Someone deliberately Fouls you Tries to wind you up Call it what you like At any time Listen, there, there are times when I was younger, you, you react straight away and a lot of players, but as you get a little bit older, a little bit wiser, cuter if you want to call it that. But the dif- the difference nowadays, John, is that when I played, there was not cameras everywhere. So even even if I got someone up, you know, a You'd little never bit have done late. that though, Jim, would you? <laughs> yeah, but you, you, could, you could get someone a little bit later. You could get someone a little bit back, but there was no cameras. Now, even if, even if taking to- the weekend... Even if the the referee and the linesman didn't see it, the, you know it would it would have been brought up like likes you know and and, and it would have got retrospective uh, punishment. So players have to. It's a different game now, a different understanding. If you want to be cute, you're going to have to be really cute. And as I said, for me, yeah, I've got no problem with players giving and taking. Give it when you're ready to give it. But Morelos, listen, Morelos has come out himself and he said he's a tough player. You know, he's a he's a he's a player. He likes to confront the opposition up at Aberdeen. When um, he had the, the sending off uh, with, with McKenna, I mean, but um, Derek McKenna said he absolutely bullied his two centre backs, Constantine and McKenna, that day. So he does give it out, and he will get it back, and he he'll just have to learn from it. That that's the bottom line. It's it's all about learning, and I think I think he, he, it may look as if he's it's maybe eventually sunk in there. Is it victimisation? No. Does he get picked on? Yes. Why does he get picked on? He gets picked on because players up and down the country. Now know that's the reaction The ironic thing is Scott Brown on the pitch Didn't have his greatest game for Celtic But he did everything he needed to do as the captain To manipulate that game in his team's favour And unfortunately for Rangers and Rangers fans And Stephen Gerrard Alfredo Morelos Mm. took the bait again William is on the line And we're going to speak to him next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Darrell Broadfoot and Jim Duffy are here One hour to kick off in the big games all across the Premiership A full fixture card So come on, let's hear from every single one of you out there Going to the games tonight Well, maybe not every single one That could blow up the phone lines But you know what I mean As many of you as possible Starting with William in Craigend Hi William How are you doing? Good evening guys Hi, Hi William. William 
It's just to talk about the league itself, you know, and the improvement in terms of points. I mean, Hearts, Hearts have already eclipsed their points total for, uh, for last year with, with the great start they made uh, at the start of the year. And I disagree with Darrell when he says that Celtic have regressed. As far as points total goes, Celtic haven't regressed. I mean, they're only nine points away from, the, from their total last year, so uh, with seven games to go. So I would look at it I would look at it and say that the teams have improved, but this perception that Celtic have regressed is wrong, you know? Well, I think looking at, looking at the, the games tonight, I think uh, Celtic, the last time Celtic went to St Mirren, uh, it was a nothing each draw. So, and when St Mirren's fighting for their life, I don't expect it to be a, an easy night for Celtic. They're listening to the team there and listening to the St Mirren team. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like making a lot of changes might might go against them, you know. But as far as Celtic's concerned, I think uh, freshening it up is a good idea. And it's good to see we are playing tonight. Well, f- first things first. Um, it is about opinions, but if you look at the first half Celtic had to the season, in fact, the first quarter of the season Celtic had, they'd chipped as many points as they'd uh, they'd managed uh, last season. And I think most Celtic fans would acknowledge that this season the the Brendan Rodgers halo effect was starting to slip. Um, now, thirteen points clear of Rangers, who themselves argue that. They've had a stronger season than they did last year The one thing for me where, where I agree Is when you look at Kilmarnock Aberdeen, to a lesser extent Hearts, all now Within four points of contesting third And maybe having designs on Second place, so Competitively up and down the division You've got Hamilton, St Mirren, Dundee all In that relegation spot, I certainly think The league is a lot more congested But given the fact that Celtic are now 13 points clear there's no more a title challenge this year than there was last. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, you know, William, in terms of points, you're right. But I think in terms of style, I think that most Celtic fans would say that they haven't been as as, as, as much flair, you know, as, as pleasing on the eye in a lot of the games. They've still managed to... They've got a different, you know, way of winning football, of course there is. And Celtic have that experience, that know-how um, of getting some results. But there's been a lot, of, a lot of games, I think, this year where they haven't performed to the same mm. level of style. And I think Celtic fans always want that style. So I think that's maybe, you know, something that's uh, happened. But in terms of getting the job done, absolutely, they know how to get the job done. And uh, as I said, it's not by luck that they won a lot of games late in the game because they have that determination and that, as I said, champion's attitude, if you want to call it that, to keep striving for that victory. And uh, invariably, they managed to find a way to do it. William, you want to come back in? I think, see, when you look at the end of the year there, when you had five teams... Five teams uh, within six points at the end of the year before we went into the winter break, right? So you're talking you're talking the last you're talking the last ten games uh, teams have capitulated, which is which has been. I'm not just saying uh, one team's capitulated. I'm saying the teams uh, below Celtic have all capitulated. I mean, you're talking between. I think there's 23 points between uh, Celtic and Hearts now. When at the end, at the start of the year, there was only six points. Now, then that you can, I don't know. We can blame that on you can. As far as I'm concerned, the league has been really good this year. Uh, when you look at teams' progression, uh, I would I would say Hearts, Hearts because they've eclipsed their points total already. 
It's probably the most improved side in the league Okay, thank you to William in Craig End Hearts uh, have improved, says William Let's hear from Craig Levine, head of their game at Ibrox tonight I thought they were, they were decent in the, in the game I thought particularly you know, after they went down to, to 10 men A little bit unfortunate probably to, to have lost the game so late on So that, that in itself sometimes can be very sore there's quite a lot of stuff going on, you know. Normally, I'm pretty good at predicting the opposition starting line. This might be a wee bit uh, different this time. Yeah, it's not an easy place to win. I thought the last time we were there this season, I thought we played very well. and just didn't manage to, to get what the play deserved. And I'm hopeful that you know we can go there, put on a good show, and uh, and pick up all three points. I think the important thing is our intent to go there and try and win the game, uh, and that's what we'll be trying to do. Fraser's a Rangers fan from East Cold. They're going to the game tonight though, Fraser. What are you thinking ahead of this one? Yeah, it's a tough one. I think we just need to get back to back to winning ways. Um yeah, I think if we if we turn up tonight we should win, but hearts are a you know, they're a they're a decent outfit, so see what happens. How do you see the bigger picture, Fraser, between now and the end of the season? I mean it, it's thirteen points. I don't know, is there a total in mind which you think, you know, anything less than that's acceptable and anything more than that's not? Is it is it about just Trying to stay as close as you can. I think I think probably targets got to be got to go undefeated. Um, I think you know there's some tough games in there, but I think getting a win against Celtic at Ibrox is is a must. Um, and you know picking up some other victories in there, beating the likes of Aberdeen uh, to prove that you know we deserve to be in second place and we are a better team. So yeah, probably I'd probably say we don't want to be drawn more than two, but certainly. Can't be beaten any games I don't think mm-hmm. The fact that Rangers haven't Won more than three games in a row Suggests that going The season unbeaten Is Is a is a big ask um, What will exacerbate it For Rangers fans this season Is if they finish Any more than 12 points Behind Celtic That was the gap Last season And for all Rangers fans saying There has been progress And European Football shows that progress No silverware No Hamden appearance for the semi-finals or finals at, at Scottish Cup. I, I can't see that there's been demonstrable progress given the investment that's been made. I go back to value for money. The Rangers fans genuinely believe that they've gotten value for money for the investment that the Rangers board have given Stephen Gerrard this season. Darrell's right if you're talking about measurable things, Jim, but, but I think where people are coming from is just talking about what they're seeing. They just feel like Rangers are a better team, feel like they're capable of more. Um, they've come closer to Celtic, they've got the first win over Celtic. It would be these things. Yes, maybe not enough for some, but, but th- those would be the factors in the, the progress column, if you like. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's all about how you, you know, where your barometer sits. You know, you, you've got to gauge something and whether it's against your biggest rivals Celtic or whether you finish second in the league because Aberdeen have finished second the last was it the last four seasons certainly the last three anyway so you know they've got to look to see you know make steps in that direction Darrell saying maybe the same the, as a points total if, if you can if you can narrow that um, again I'm, I'm never quite so sure because you know Celtic could win the league could, could just switch off you know and, and sometimes you see that happening Fraser you want to come back in? Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree, but I, I think certainly Rangers have had you know the longest season <laughs> out of out of all the teams, and you know the European run is something that we haven't achieved in a few years, so I, I think it's definitely a positive. But no, I, I agree that um, the points gap to Celtic has has to be less, but um, but I think it's all. I'm not worried as a as a Rangers fan um, seeing how we got at Celtic on Sunday at Parkhead. 
against this team who's won eight league titles. Mm. You know, at, at you know, it's it's they're not going to get to ten. Um, it's not going to happen. And I think certainly next season um, is a big season, and I think it's the one where there will be some investment. Um, and I think it's certainly the the year that will stop the stop the ten in a row. I Fraser, think. So, what gives you that optimism? And and we talk about investment, you know, fourteen million pounds worth of of losses. You look through the squad, the number of loan players that could be going back. Ryan Kent, the standout this season, if you take away um, Morelos's goals, but the standout performer, the player that fans would love to see sign, getting quoted at eight million pounds. What would you like to see for next season? What do you think is achievable? And do you genuine? What gives you that optimism that that ten in a row is not going to happen? You're going to have to make it quick, Fraser. But on you go. Yeah, yeah, I, I certainly think. Um, for for us, I think we've got the the players there, and if we can keep on to a few players, we've certainly got the likes of McCrory and stuff, who's a young player. We've got Middleton, you know, we've got plenty. We've got Defoe, who's on on loan for us the next again season as well. So he's going to come good. It's just he's got to get game time and he's got to play. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna come, and I think we just have to trust in Stephen Gerrard. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Big thanks to Fraser. It's time for Beat the Pundit. Your chance to win a signed ball if you can get one over on Jim Duffy or Daryl Broadfoot. If you fancy it tonight, 0141 951 1025 is the number you need. You need it now because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Huge games all across the Premiership tonight. So let's hear from you. Daryl Broadfoot and Jim Duffy are here to take your calls and we'll get to them after we do this. Beat the Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Still lots to get through tonight St Mirren fans I'm keen to hear from you Six changes tonight Is that about You know Just looking forward to the Hamilton game Is it a risk worth taking Or is it too big a risk for you Let us know 01419511025 Motherwell Last chance perhaps For the top six tonight Let us know um, I'm assuming You are not going up to Pataudry Because uh, The kickoff's only 40 minutes away But let's hear from you all On the lines after we play Beat the Pundit with Ian Who's in Paisley Hi Ian Hiya How are you tonight yeah, not too bad. Uh, yourself? Yes, not too bad. Ian, six changes for your team, St Mirren tonight. You, what do you make of that? Yeah, uh, I'm very surprised. Uh, I was, I was expecting changes, but not so many. But you know, all of them, uh, we've got to trust in them. Absolutely. We'll uh, be looking forward to Saturday, and you know, if we get anything from tonight's game, it'll be a bonus. Yes, a bonus indeed Well, we'll hear from Oren Kearney after we play Beat the Pundit So St Mirren fans, keep the calls coming. Heads, Ian's up against Daryl, and tails it will be Jim Duffy. And his heads, Daryl Broadfoot against Ian in Paisley. So let me give you some Clyde to Daryl and make sure he can't hear us. Get the headphones on and we'll get Ian's clock up and running. Ian, you have got 30 seconds. You're going up against Daryl. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. Are you ready? Yep. You are. Let's do it. Which high street shop will sponsor Scotland's women's team? Pass. Which club plays at Shieldfield Park? Pass. What was the final score in last night's Highland Derby? 2-1 Which former Celtic player Holds the record For the most caps won Whilst at the club What's that uh, A passion that one. Which Hearts player Has had a diving Booking overturned Oh What do you think oh, I can't remember his name Pass Mo Kamara Played for Celtic And which other Scottish team Shit man 
<laughs> I wondered if you would know that one Ian Right let's bring Daryl back uh, Daryl are you with us? Yes You've got us Chrissy okay. Hind Chrissy Hind Is that right up your street was it? Magic yeah. My era okay. uh, Right same set of questions to you Are you ready? Okay Which high street shop will sponsor Scotland's women's team? Boots Which club plays at Shieldfield Park? Pass What was the final score of last night's Highland Derby? 2-1 North County which former Celtic player holds the record for the most caps won whilst at the club? Scott Brown. Which Hearts player has had a diving booking overturned? Richie Piazza. Mo Kamara has played for Celtic and which other Scottish team? Oh, Dundee United. Who are the last? I just started it. Uh, so you must is finish. The, is the producer giving the nod? He is. Who are the last team Rangers beat? Oh. <laughs> Quickly. You're not getting all night. Pass. Right, okay. Ian, what do you think? Do you think you're in with a chance? I would like to think so, but I think it would be a close one. Well, let's go through and find out exactly how close it is. So the first one, which high street shop will sponsor Scotland's women's team as Boots? So Daryl Broadfoot moves into a one-point lead. Which club plays at Shieldfield Park? Jim Duffy, will you help Berwick. out on that one? It's Berwick, so still 1-0. Yeah. You both knew that the final score in last night's Highland Derby was 2-1. So Daryl is still one in front. Uh, which Hearts player? Has had a booking for simulation overturned It's Ik Piatsu uh, Daryl extends his lead um, Mo Kamara has played for Celtic And which other team Ian I was, I was worried for you here You're a St Mirren fan It was St Mirren But you knew it You kept your composure And you got it So that's another one on the board for you 3-2 to Daryl uh, Which means the last one didn't really matter A wee sneaky one When was the last team Rangers beat? Who were they? Aberdeen It was Dundee. Oh, is it Dundee? Dundee. There we go. So Ian, he has. So, so, so see, see the, the the Celtic one with the cap. Oh, sorry, I missed oh, that one out. Did I? Pat Bonner. Sorry. So none of you got it right anyway. There we go. I thought it was Scotland cap. Me my too. Head. That's my excuse. Well, your excuse was to ignore when I said the word former. Which <laughs> former Celtic player? That might have uh, been a the pressure. That was a bit pressure. of a sticking point. Yeah, when yeah, it I, I, I had Paul McStay in my head, so that's the reason why I, I'm not thinking. Right. Anyway, three for Daryl Broadfoot and two for Ian and Paisley. Ian, it was close, but not close enough. Hard lines. Yeah, not worry, thank you. Well done, Daryl. Good game, good game. Good man. Maybe Ian's team will uh, cheer him up after that. So there we go. Uh, same time for tomorrow. Beat the pundit Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Just ready to take you on as always. Big games up and down the Premiership tonight. So let's hear from you all, St Mirren fans. I did say I wanted to know what you made of those six changes tonight. Let's hear the teams again from Alison Conroy. Yeah, as you say, Gordon, six changes for St. Mirren. It'll be Vaclav Klagge in goal, a back three of Mihail Popescu, Jack Baird and Anton Ferdinand. Then in the midfield, Lorien to Corbu, Cammy McPherson, Steve McGinn, James Kellerman and Matteo Muzek. Up top, Cody Cook and Dukins Nazon. On the bench, Paul McGinn, Dreyer, Jackson, Lyons, Mullen, McAllister and Holmes. Four changes for Celtic for tonight. Scott Bain in goal, a back four of Mikel Lustig, Jozo Simonovic, Christopher Iyer and Emilio Izigiri. That was Scott Brown and Olivier and Cham and the three of James Forrest, Cal McGregor and Timothy Weir with Oliver Burke up top. On the bench for Celtic, De Vries, Tolian, Sinclair, Christie, Rogic, Edward and Benkovic. And your referee tonight is Don Robertson. Here is Oren Kearney. And you can try and make players believe that they can fly, but there's nothing that gives a player confidence like winning games and delivering performances on a pitch. So you don't need to say anything to players after a game when they've won. You really don't need to go and add to that because they know deep down where the performance came from and, and, and they know that the confidence is there. You don't pick and choose the fixtures and, and, and that's how it lies. So, um, you know, we haven't 
we don't look at as, as a run of games more than anything else and we you know we took care of Saturday as, as a one-off and, and Wednesday night will be exactly the same so you know we'll dust down there's a few tired bodies obviously from Saturday but you know we'll go, we'll go and select a team now that hopefully can go and, and, and get us something on Wednesday night Jim Duffy give us a managerial insight to when you've got this dilemma you've got a game in which you are massive underdogs you're not expected to take anything from closely followed by what is approaching a must-win game against your closest rivals in Hamilton? So you decide to make six changes. You bring in guys like Kellerman and Cook, who we've maybe not seen quite as much of. C- can that risk? Can it pay off? Oh, it can, but I think it's unlikely. And and part of the reason why I say that is because obviously these are guys you maybe haven't had faith in to play against Dundee at the weekend. Um, and and sometimes players. It depends. Owen Kearney knows his players. He knows the you know their characters, their personalities. So you might think, well, listen, this is a, this is a game that's going to be on TV. You want to play against the the champions elect again. You know, this is where you can show yourself. I haven't picked you recently. You know, go and show me. Go and show me. I should be picking you. So it might it might just throw the gauntlet down to these players. And again, there's a little bit of managerial psychology if you know the players. But what you don't want to do is be on the end of a drubbing, because then. I think, you know, even if you do change it back again, bring those other players back. One, I think it sends a message out that your squad's not maybe quite as strong. Uh, competition's not quite as good. And two, you go into the game, as I said, just maybe just that confidence just beginning to seep a little bit. So, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a difficult decision for any manager to make. I, I, I personally, I think, would rather go with a with a, a more stronger team, team more closer to the one that beat Dundee, and just to see if you can keep that performance level as close to that as you possibly can, even if you don't win. But the performance levels, I think, and just try and keep that. And, and also maybe just say to the players, like, I, have, I have belief in you that you can actually compete in this game tonight. See, I've never been in the dugout, but I get why Oren Kearney's done it. You almost write off the Celtic game and anything's a bonus, as it would be anyway. You say the squad depth, mm-hmm. the fact they're second bottom in the league two points ahead of Dundee shows they don't have the depth. They're there for a reason. He's put... Pressure of expectation on them to beat Hamilton Ackies that will determine their survival or not. Mm. And if you trust the players that got the result at the weekend to do that, then I absolutely understand why he's made six changes. I think I'll always tell when after the game of Saturday. That's that's the bottom line. Yeah, of course, if after yeah. the game against Hamilton, so man one, he's been fully vindicated. And he sneaked a point tonight, <laughs> yeah, and he gets yeah. He's been fully vindicated, but if if not. Then people might ask uh, ask that, uh, a different question. I mean, when you look across the league tonight, you've got Aberdeen and Motherwell. Aberdeen have their own business; they really need mm-hmm. to take care of at the top. They're not in a great run of yeah. results either. Mm-hmm. Motherwell, it's last chance saloon. That top six could be nailed on tonight. Hibs and Hearts could seal it. Mm-hmm. Motherwell just trying to do their bit with a an outside chance, and then of course Dundee playing away at St Johnston at the bottom as well. So a lot of questions to be answered this evening. That's why I said right through the card there are. Games that matter And and I know one of the callers Had said You know It's, it's an exciting league the, the competition At all levels Has been terrific We have a genuine Relegation battle We have a top six struggle You know We've been in previous seasons Where there's been Six, seven points Between sixth and seventh I think Motherwell Have left their run Just a wee bit too late When you look at the run um, That Hibs have been on Under heck and bottom it's been, it's been terrific So I think Hibs will secure Top six Um I think St Mirren will lose But the biggest one will be At the bottom And you know St Johnson against Dundee. Dundee That is a biggie Dundee will assume That St Mirren will lose There's an opportunity for them To make up a bit more ground Yeah Yeah and I think that, that That's the one If, if if you're Jim McIntyre, you're absolutely deflated after the game uh, at the weekend because he knows it was such a huge game. But 
he also is like Darcy. Most people would bank on Celtic winning tonight, so you give your team that opportunity to get back again off the bottom and and, and go and put pressure on perhaps Hamilton because you know again both of those teams are playing each other, so the you know something's mm. got to give. So it's a huge match for Dundee tonight, an absolutely huge match for them. I think if they don't win tonight. Then uh, I, 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 you, you would fear the worst for them Especially about, when they've got Aberdeen at the weekend as well So it could mm. be the double whammy if Dundee don't mm. take advantage mm. of St Mirren's and, and again we're speculating But mm. odds will be heavily stacked mm. against them They could be looking at two two bad results in a row I will do team news for those games a bit later on I suppose the other question then would be Kilmarnock Because you can see why Kilmarnock fans got a little bit excited after the weekend They're looking at Rangers six points Above them With still to play against them And think you know what Maybe maybe we could make that up But of course They go to Hibs Against one of the Informed teams tonight So that could all change as well Yeah And Stevie Clark Just continues to Confound mm-hmm. Expectation Striking problems Brophy Hamstring mm-hmm. within what Three minutes at Ibrooks, But gets Chris Boyd mm-hmm. Back in the pitch uh, Chris Burke 35 years of age mm-hmm. Rehabilitated New one year contract He just continually mm-hmm. Confounds expectation Conor McElhaney comes in Does a really good job So Almost irrespective of the players he's got in the pitch He now gets a minimum performance out of that group And it's magnificent yeah, But there's two, two major London clubs Definitely got to be interested in Stevie Clark and QPR and Fulham Think uh, so? Yeah, absolutely I mean, I think when you look at I mean, even the jobs he'd done down south He didn't do I mean, he, his reputation down south was 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 really good I mean every, West Brom, was it 7th or 8th? Yeah, yeah, and the players You know, always You know, you never I mean, I know players can do that Sometimes you ask them But even when he's left You know, players were always You know, uh, very courteous And, uh, you know, really You know, praising Stevie Clark And the job he'd done And I just think that Doing the type of job he's done at Command With the budget they have And the squad they have is outstanding and when you've got an outstanding manager like that who has got a pedigree down south mm. then I think I think they wouldn't be doing their job right if they didn't if they didn't look at him. Absolutely and what a partnership as well. He doesn't get any of the acclaim mm-hmm. but Alec Dyer as well who yeah. if you speak to any of the mm-hmm. players will tell you mm-hmm. the job that he does, the kind of training mm-hmm. regimen and as a coaching partnership they've mm-hmm. absolutely transformed mm-hmm. the club. Kilmarnock fans are throwing things at the radio As Jim Duffy mm-hmm. tries to move Stevie Clark on But it's a compliment It's just a compliment That's all it is Craig's a Rangers fan mm-hmm. What do you make of tonight's team Tonight's game The challenge that lies ahead Craig Yeah hi Gordon uh, Jim Darrow um, I, Well I think just well, Two points I want to make First of all tonight's team selection I, I'm most thrilled about it As the, the other Rangers fans That have uh, come on the, the night Seem to have been Because I, I, I really wanted To see Lee Wallace came in I suppose it was a sort of dream scenario for guys like me and us obviously when, when you followed Rangers throughout the third division Lee Wallace in my opinion in many ways um, took a massive dent in his, his career to stay at Rangers throughout the third division and all the way up because he didn't have to he was a better player than that but um, at detriment even to Scotland caps some would say as well he remained at Rangers through that time and I think for for him now to just be thrown out in the cold, I feel like it's a bit disrespectful to, to what he's done for the club. So I really wanted to see him get another opportunity tonight to show what he can bring. And it's not just that. We're screaming out for a leader. And Lee Wallace is exactly that. He is a leader on the park. He has shown it over and over again throughout his career. So I, I was really surprised. When I just felt he would have been a better fit than Flanagan, who's not really done an awful lot since we went out of Europe. I don't think... I think when you look at the fact that Andy Halliday has been preferred as a left back Flanagan's now in Whatever happened in that dressing room Between Graham Murty, Kenny Miller, 
Lee Wallace It's had a massive impact on his Rangers career And I understand the Rangers fans are Sentimental towards Lee Wallace For staying right you know, through the journey And it has cost him international caps Probably cost him um, I think the peak years of his career At the top level um, But you talk about leaders Stevie Gerrard clearly doesn't see him as a leader Or he'd be in the team Clearly He doesn't believe that he fits in to his squad Because not only is he not starting He's not figured in the squad And in the summer Lee Wallace will leave He'll find another club I know Hearts were interested in taking him back And he may well prove to be a leader again But for all the Rangers fans Hope for the fairy tale ending As far as Lee Wallace is concerned It ain't going to happen No it's not going to happen I think I mean, likes of Hearts and Aberdeen I think will be two clubs in particular I think because I think Max Lowe's on loan So I think that they'll be looking at maybe I know Constantine plays there But prefers to play centre-back So I think those two clubs Will definitely look at Lee Wallace um, You know the, the, the thing Craig, That I agree with you In terms of You know In terms of his quality compare, Comparing them with the other full-backs Definitely for me He would be in that team But football Is other aspects And sometimes Whether it's club uh, Policy Whether it's discipline yeah. All these sort of things Sometimes a manager has to make a statement and, and good players have to suffer. There's been a lot of top players many years ago. Graham Souness and Graham Roberts. It's a fallout. Graham Roberts gets sent up to the Highlands with the with the youths and all these things. And, you know, the managers make statements. And so maybe, you know, Stephen Gerrard's had to do that. He's maybe had to say, I think he's only played one minute, I think, isn't it? One minute, I think he's played. So perhaps uh, he's, he's had to, unfortunately, had to suffer from... Uh, you know the previous regime, and um, for one reason or another, he, but I'm, I'm with I'm with Darrow. I don't see any way back from. Whatsoever. He's also having had said all problems. that, though. Having said all that, he did mm. he did come on against St. Johnson just yeah. before Christmas, yeah. so yes, it doesn't it doesn't look like he's not allowed to play because no. of this disciplinary stuff. No. Uh, Stephen Gerrard even acknowledged him, acknowledged his existence. I think it was yesterday's mm. press conference saying something along the lines of, "You know, he's still one of us. It's an option." He, he was at training So is, is it maybe just He just doesn't fancy him I know people might not agree with that mm-hmm. But if he played against St Johnson It's not like he is Banished completely from the club Which you can get mm-hmm. If the Rangers team's flying If the Rangers team Gave a better account of themselves a better Celtic, left back <laughs> Yeah If there was a better left back And you can mitigate mm-hmm. injuries and, and lack of game time uh, As part of the reason But The Lee Wallace episode Hasn't ended well Given the loyalty The sense of um, adoration that Rangers fans had for him It's a sad um, end To yep. the former Rangers captain's career I Craig uh, Yeah I think I listen I agree with a lot of the boys have said About, about Wallace And I think listen If he does move on in the summer Then I would wish him nothing but the best Because I think He, he deserves the right For what is You know the remainder of his career To go to a club where he's going to play um, It was the same point I wanted to make very quickly as well I've had a lot of talk for guys tonight About whether Rangers have progressed And obviously Looking back at the old firm game And all the rest of it And I get really frustrated because I mean, particularly uh, Daryl. I mean, is it your intention to give Rangers absolutely no credit whatsoever in this program tonight? Because everything I've heard has just been totally criticising Rangers. I mean, you know, even since that old forum game, people have been reacting and pundits have been reacting as if Rangers went out and get blown away by Celtic and beat five one. That's not how that game went. Matter of fact, I listened to the, the coverage in this. On uh, Clyde one uh, during the game, and at one point in the game, Hugh Evans was talking about how Celtic looked completely done in. It looked like Rangers were going to go up and score the second goal, which it did. It never happened that way, and it was just poor luck for Rangers that Tavernier makes that mistake. I think there has been a lot of progression 
getting to Europe was a bonus, but also we've came through the last two seasons of getting hammered in after hammered in Celtic, you know, four nils, five ones. This season we've played against them. Not once has that happened. Celtic have scored four against us this season compared to, I think it was by this point last season, something like eight, 17 or something like that. Um, so it's, you know, comparatively to last season, it is far better um, performance level wise on the park and the players are showing more of a hunger I agree that there's been issues that they should have been winning cups and getting to finals but it, it's all progress um, and I don't think they're chasing second because they're in second it's their job to hold on it um, as much as anything else Darrell first, respond to yeah, that briefly well, if you can yeah, firstly in terms of credit second half performance yes but the reality is Rangers still lost that game and with it went the title the progress argument is subjective I think from the start of the season, Stephen Gerrard's mandate was second place and a trophy. He's fallen short of that. Since the old firm victory, two marquee players who were seen to be the difference, and I think at that point, Rangers fans felt a genuine title bid was on. And so did the board, hence Defoe and Davis coming in. Now 13 points adrift. So as much as I'm inclined to accept Rangers fans see chinks of light, it's not borne out by what you're witnessing on the league table. Or with the fact that there's no silverware Okay we'll have to leave it there Thank you Craig On the line I've got a good full time teaser for you Yeah I say Fine. good But you two are going to be Enjoying it That's all I'm going to say You were nearly saying 10 year hair until you looked at me there Weren't you? Yes but usually it's, <laughs> Usually it's Mark Weedy Who's wishing it with you on a Wednesday And I definitely <laughs> can't say it then Daryl's looking alright up right. top So we're fine yeah, We'll get fine. that question next <laughs> Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's time for Daryl Broadfoot and Jim Duffy to tackle tonight's full time teaser. That's when you send the questions in, and we totally ruin the end of the show for the guys by making them come up with the answers before the show ends. So, tonight's question is this bit of a topic here as well, a theme. You can see where okay. we're going with this one. Just over nine years on from one of their most famous away defeats, Celtic returned to St Mirren this evening. Can you name the Hoops starting 11 from that 4 0 game in 2010? And when you look at some of these names, this should be a cracker. Was that Tony Moore? Wow. Yes, it was his uh, the nail in the coffin, yeah, wasn't that it? That was his last game. I'm so Celtic returned to St Mirren this evening. Can you name their starting 11 from the 4 0 defeat there in 2010? <sighs> So it was, wow right, I'm Scott Brown Let's start back to front Mark Antoine Fortuny He came on But he didn't start <sighs> That was a great guess as well Well I say great Great But he didn't start Average Because nah. it was wrong nah, Exactly uh, <laughs> It's about as great as a wrong guess can be <laughs> Who's the goalie? Honestly. He's laughing already look. It's almost it's <laughs> look, all, look. Looking back on it It's almost as if he picked It's almost as if Tony Mowbray knew That this would Did be a full time teaser okay. question And picked every obscure player That he could that night Who was a Slovak centre back? Nah don't worry about no. him No okay Jackie McNamara? Nope No you're, you're about out in the time well, know, Scott Brown was side, brought I back yeah. in I know he was ostracised But he was brought back Yeah he didn't, didn't no, start that well, night He was definitely going for the sack nah. Tony wasn't he? Mm. Uh no, you need to give us a couple of minutes till we start thinking about that era. <laughs> Daryl Murphy? Nope. No, miles off. I can't I, I can I can't even think as you've well, got half an hour. <laughs> right, okay. It's not great radio, we'll start, this is it? We'll start, we'll start. <laughs> Are you joking? It's wonderful radio. <laughs> we'll start thinking in a minute. Okay, let's speak to Thomas is a Celtic fan St George's Cross. Thomas, I never ever let this happen, but have you got one name that you could help the guys out with? Thomas Flanagan. 
Nope, he didn't start I'm talking about the question Know your name What, as in tonight's For the Celtic game? Have you hit, oh, you, you see, you must not have been listening That's fine, I'll give you I'm, I'm looking for the Celtics Starting 11 when they lost 4-0 against St Mirren Do you remember that game? No, I don't Because I was, uh, oh, that's uh, a bit drunk that night <laughs> yeah, well, at least you're honest What are you, you on for tonight anyway? next day, Thomas, and um, the I'm actually wanting to discuss about uh, Sunday's game and about tonight's game Go for it um, Regards to Sunday's game I think it's uh, regard- shocking uh, I'm a Celtic fan Scott Brown um, went After showtime was showing uh, Went to Rangers fans And uh, 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 Celebrated And obviously I think Scott Brown should be punished Although he shouldn't But it's up to Celtic Thomas, call me an old cynic here, right? But you're a Celtic fan, you can't remember anyone who played against St Mirren and you think it's shocking that Scott Brown <laughs> celebrated. Some people, not me of course, some people on Twitter are going to suggest you're not really a Celtic fan. I am a Celtic fan because I've got it up on Facebook. Anyway, after that... Fake news. Um, tonight, tonight, <laughs> tonight's game, I think... Um, if Celtic win tonight, are they... One game away from winning the title Well we now know the, the arithmetical If that's even a word picture In that Celtic If the if And it's all ifs at the moment Obviously if they win both their games Jim mm-hmm. um, If Rangers lost one of their two Hearts against Mother yeah. Then Celtic would win the league at the weekend Four points for Rangers Combined with six for Celtic Would be enough to prolong it to the first game after the split mm-hmm. Yeah I mean I think Listen I think everyone thought A couple of months ago We thought it would get to the split you know, particularly, you know, before the winter break, everyone thought, well, listen, this is going to be a real challenge. It's going to go at least to the split, even if most people thought that um, Celtic still might win it. But, um, you know, it doesn't look like the case now. And, uh, you know, li- listen, we've said before all season, Celtic have got a-, a way of winning and they know how to win. Rangers have got that consistency to find. They haven't strung enough wins back to back, as you said. Is it five games they haven't won now? So, therefore... You know they've got. They've got. I think they owe their fans a couple of big performances to at least make it make Celtic earn it, rather than just give it to them, uh, just hand it to them. So I think that um, I can see Rangers winning tonight against uh, Hearts. I think particularly because Ipiezu's not available and Stephen Naismith's not available, so I don't see a lot of goals from Hearts. But from Celtic's point of view, I think they will still continue just. You know, get along their business because I think one, they've got the semi final to coming up and they're still looking for that treble treble. So they want that consistency to stay there. So I don't see them really taking their foot off the gas too much because they need, they know they need that to keep that momentum going to right to the end of the season um, because they'll be hoping there's a cup final there. So it'll be Aberdeen, of course, but they'll be hoping there's a cup final. Darryl, why, is it that, why is it that people at this stage of the season mm. always. You, you would expect Celtic to be able to just kick on straight away and get it over the line Why is it that, that complacency can set in? I think fatigue kicks in Not just f- physical tiredness But I think mental tiredness as well It's a long season Champions League wasn't quite as expected A bit of Europa League action So I think there's a, an element of fatigue But also I think manager's instinct is to start making changes So that's four And I think the worry for Celtic fans and Neil Lennon Is complacency Becoming their biggest challenge The Aberdeen semi-final is the most important game When Celtic win the league uh, It's a semantic point They will win the league But Neil Lennon's challenge is to keep the players sufficiently motivated Keep the team At least the core of the team together To make sure they've got the Scottish Cup final to look forward to And if they overcome Aberdeen 
Then the final They become even greater favourites And the treble treble is well and truly on Yeah but I also think that From Neil Lennon's point of view He's still hoping That he gets the Celtic job On a permanent basis So You know the the quality of football, the results will obviously dictate that. I mean, you can't be all saying, "Oh, well, they're beating me, and you should give them the job." Well, again, that's that's up to opinion. But I think if he if he continues to win all the games ahead of him and gets to that cup final and manages to win that cup final, then he puts himself in real pole position. So I I don't think he'll be easing off the players to say, "Okay, mm. guys, listen, you can just see the season out now." Okay, thank you to Thomas, Celtic fan in St George's Here's Cross. Here's field. Oh, on the teaser, yeah, what you got? Landry and Gwemo. Oh, straight in with one of the most difficult Cameroonian ones. Yes. Midfielder. Landry and Gwemo. I'm thinking of all the lone players that came in over that period. Mo Silla. Nope. You're, you're still a few years out, I would imagine. Was that long before that? Yeah, I think so. So, in Gwemo is the one of the 11. This question's so good that someone has tweeted in and said, Stephen Boyle, and he says, if they get. Insert difficult name here I'll eat this laptop He says wow. Make sure you video that Stephen That would be brilliant Give us a clue position uh, Full back I think Anyway uh, I'll do some teams From tonight's games Shall we Motherwell You can almost pick The Motherwell team These days can't you But one change actually I think it is With the looks of it Mark Gillespie Richard Tate Carol McHugh In Tom Aldred Alan Campbell Curtis Main Bolly Arebe Liam Grimshaw Charles Dunn David Turnbull Jake Hasty pretty much picks itself, doesn't it? Uh, as for Aberdeen, Joe Lewis in goal, Dom Ball, Graham Shinney, Andy Considine, Scott McKenna, Dean Campbell, Conor McLennan, Niall McGinn, Lewis Ferguson, Max Lowe, and Sam Cosgrove. A strong looking Aberdeen side, uh, Jim Duffy. Yep. They'll be looking to kickstart a, a, a run because they've been on a, a sticky run, particularly at home. Yeah, I think obviously uh, Sam Cosgrove was scoring, you know, goals for fun for us. A good spell started the season um, poorly, but then came a great run, and I think that coincided with Aberdeen's upturn in, in results. Uh, and again, like anybody, when you're relying on one scorer, as we, as we mentioned before, like Morelis, Aberdeen don't have a lot of other goal scorers in their team. Uh, Greg Stewart is, was fantastic for Commander. First time up Aberdeen Second time Aberdeen Doesn't seem to quite click I'll tell you what We're going to squeeze in Gary Because he's going to the game at Ibrook So he's going to be standing outside Waiting to, to get in Gary how are you feeling Ten minutes to kick off What are you thinking ahead of tonight? Uh, really looking forward to the game And uh, just I hope there's a, as good an attitude as, as there was the second half on Sunday yeah, I mean, that that would be the thing, I suppose, Gary. It's quite easy to find the positives from the performance on Sunday. They came in the second half. They came from, from Ryan Kent. Is that is it going to be as easy to replicate? Well, if in fact, that's going to be a stupid question because Morelos isn't playing. But how much of a problem is it going to be without him for four games? They managed it on Sunday, but by and large, Rangers struggle without him. I think, uh, I think it's time for Jermaine Defoe to step up to the plate. I also I also feel disheartened at, at the attitude of, of so many of the Rangers supporters, and I know that Sunday was disappointing, and I can assure you I was absolutely gutted as well. But the bottom line is that I felt, and all season, even though we haven't broken down teams and we've lost silly games and drawn silly games, I think the attitude is a big difference. And unfortunately, you know I, I feel sorry for Ryan Kent on Sunday. I know he lost the place a wee bit. But the point of the matter is, this is a guy who cares, and although although it should be controlled, I feel as if this team care. And um, I, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pleased. I'm disappointed at how we're finishing position wise, 
But attitude-wise, I think this team will improve. And I think Steven Gerrard is a right man. And I hope tonight is a, a starting block for us. Do you think will there be that type of... Um you know that type of atmosphere, that siege mentality, if you if you can call it that. You, you expecting the Rangers fans to to kind of go there and make themselves heard and expect a reaction from the team. I, I, I know they did well in the second half, but they still lost the game. I think Rangers fans rightly expect to be entertained because you look at who's come in: Stephen Davis, you know, former captain, international class player, Jermaine Defoe, who's done it in the Premier League. So there should be the onus of expectation on the players. Where I disagree with the caller is saying the attitude. Is different. Professional footballers are professional footballers. The difference between winning titles, winning silverware, is ability over the stretch of a season or a cup competition. And that's where Rangers have fallen down. We touched on it off air as well. The number of goals from midfield. So you take the striker out, you take the 29 goal Alfredo Morelos out. And yes, the onus on Defoe with five goals and Lafferty, who's only got four. But it's the support act That's the difference between Celtic and Rangers Let's take this break So we can go back to Ibrooks And to St Mirren Before kick off Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to thompsons.com Fast approaching kickoff in the big games all across the Scottish Premiership this evening. So let's go back to St Mirren and get a final preview ahead of St Mirren Celtic with Alison Conroy. Thank you, Gordon. Yes, it is. Of course, those six changes for St Mirren tonight as um, Oren Kearney has that one look ahead to the big game against Hamilton Ackies on Saturday. Haladke and goal, back three, Popescu, Baird, Ferdinand. In midfield, Corbu, McPherson, McGinn, Kellerman and Muzek. Up top, Cook and Nason. For Celtic, those four changes. Bain and goal, a back four of Lustig, Simonovic, Ayer and Izzy Giri. It'll be Brown and Cham. Then the three of Forrest, McGregor and Weah. And up top, it will be Oliver Burke. A decent crowd here in Paisley for this one in a very, very chilly stadium. A couple of minutes to go until kick-off in Paisley. Let's go to Ibrooks and get a rundown of Rangers against Hearts with Andrew McLean. Yeah, well, Sunday's result and being 13 points behind Celtic hasn't put the fans off for this one. A packed Ibrooks as we build up to kick-off here and Rangers will also take lots of confidence from the fact that they've won the last five games against Hearts. Two of them were this season under Steven Gerrard. The team's making their way out the tunnel at the moment for Rangers. It's four changes for them from that defeat on Sunday. Halliday and Morelos, they're both suspended while Candace and McCrory drop to the bench. In come Flanagan, Kamara, Davis and Defoe. It's Alan McGregor in goal as the back four of James Tavernier, Joe Worrell, Connor Goldson and John Flanagan. It's a midfield four, Ryan Jack at the base of a diamond with Glenn Kamara, Stephen Davis just in front of them and Scott Arfield is in the number 10 role. Ryan Kent playing more central as a striker next to Jermaine Defoe this evening. The substitutes, Fodringham, Katic, McCrory, Koulibaly, Kresda, Kandias and Lafferty. Hearts make two changes from their last outing. Mulraney and Ekpiezu drop out. In come Bozanic and Coutinho. A 3-5-1-1 for them. Flamal in goal as a back three of Connor Shaughnessy, Christoph Berra and John Sutter. Jamie Brandon, Arnaud Jim, Peter Herring, Oliver Bozanic and Marcus Coutinho are the midfield five with Sean Clare just in behind Craig White. In the substitutes, Doyle, Lee, McLean, Keena, Mulraney, Dickamona and Burns. The referee for this one at Ibrox is Kevin Clancy. There we go. The scene is set. The pre-match talking is done Andrew McLean and Alison Conroy will keep you right up to speed on our Twitter feed at Clare SSB and of course they will bring you all the post-match reaction for tomorrow night's show as well we're just about to kick off in all those other games across the divisions let's remind ourselves of that fixture list Aberdeen Motherwell Hibs Kilmarnock Levy Hamilton and St Johnson Dundee as well as the two games we've mentioned right I don't want to 
dwell on this too long, mm-hmm. but a, a quick predictor for the fixtures tonight. Well, I would go Celtic 2 0. Okay, Rangers to do the business at home I th- I or perhaps to think, hold them? No, I think 2 0 for Rangers as well. Darrell? Uh, Rangers 1 0. Uh, Celtic could be 4. 4 0. Any standouts from, from the other games? Any shocks? Anything of I th- note? I think Dundee might get something that's in Johnson. I just think just having that. You say the you know the the reason it's a man playing tonight the changes they've made and the fact is that they really have to have a performance. So I think Dundee might get a result at uh, at St John's. They can maybe see them nicking that one. But uh, the rest of the result, I think Aberdeen are at home, aren't they? I think fancy uh, Aberdeen. Against Motherwell, yeah. Um, so I think that that would be the one for me. I think a couple of draws. I think mm. Aberdeen, Motherwell, mm. Hibs, Kilmarnock. There's just yeah. you know not much between the teams. Mm. Uh, Motherwell strong. Aberdeen, what, two points from the last 12? I can see that being a draw. Hibs, Kelly, high-scoring draw, 2-2. Livingston, I think, will beat Hamilton, which sets up Saturday for a must-win game for the Aki. All I've really been doing here, Jim, all I've really been doing here is giving you more time to come up with the answers on this teaser. It's hard to think when you're speaking as well. uh, (laughs) We're just over nine years on from Celtic losing 4-0 at St Mirren. Can you name the Celtic starting 11 from that game in 2010 You've got Nguemo And that's it So far <laughs> Well well, we did uh, You did well during the break We might have dig a few <laughs> Clyde One's Mark Wilson Clyde One's Mark Wilson is in there yep. Yeah uh, His fault for all four probably Lucas Zaluska the goalkeeper Yes Aidan uh, McGeady yeah. now, now you are doing well I must say Aidan McGeady Yep Right um, Robbie Keane Yes Gorgias Georgius Samaras Samaras is in there And then we're into the guessing mm-hmm. game you're in trouble uh, To the guy who said He was going to eat his laptop If they got A certain answer On the teaser All I'll tell you is Daryl Broadfoot Is aware of who you mean He knows of the nationality Dutch Left back World Cup finalist so, I think Get get ready Get a laptop ready If he, if he yeah, manages to get yeah, the name You better get a chocolate spread Over it or something Ulrich yeah, Lawson No 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 I must say, just I know we're focused on the big league up here, but looking down the road, Tottenham's new stadium opening tonight, Jim Duffy. We've just been watching the television yeah. pictures come in. What a faff before they kicked off the game. Yeah. They had <laughs> performers on the state on the pitch and fireworks and the players were out for ages. And I'll tell you what, it looks magnificent. Let's yeah. let's be honest about it. But uh You just always know a damp swim. Yeah, the nil, game nil. because it's difficult because there's been so much of a build up about the whole stadium aspect that ultimately Tottenham still got a job to do to make sure they finish the top four. Uh, you know they've been applauded, uh, you know, applauded right through the season. But you know this is the the time it counts. The next six, seven games or whatever's got left is really, really important. Ederson, left back. Mm-hmm. Ederson is that his first? It's close to his first name. Okay. Let's speak to Laurie and Denison. Hi, Laurie. Hey, panel. Good evening. Hi, hey, Hi, nice Laurie. to be in the program again. Uh, I would like to make an observation and then I would invite uh, Daryl and Jim uh, for the responses. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do concede readily that Alfredo Morelos is a prolific goal scorer. The stats speak for themselves. Uh, However, I do think that uh, when asked to step onto the big stage, uh, he shrinks under the spotlight and he fades into the background. Uh, I think that Edward, Celtic centre forward, is a better uh, all-round player. I and I make this comparison to you that to me, he Edward is better at all all-round play. He links up better. 
He's got great upper body strength, which enables him to shrug off defenders. An outstanding close control. He finishes clinically. I think that Alfredo Morelos, I've watched him, he seems to feast on inferior opposition. Now, I do understand that you do only get the same three points if you're scoring or winning against St. Martin. Uh, or uh, Dundee or Hamilton than what you would against Celtic. But the games that matter, the crunch games, are against Celtic, and he's failed and failed miserably when he's come up against Celtic. I think that Celtic have got a quartet uh, of big, strapping central defenders. And whenever I watch Alfredo Morelos, he seems to get swatted aside like an irritating fly when he's up against uh, our defenders. The panel starts. Just quickly, Jermaine Defoe has the ball in the net for Rangers, but it's offside. Jim Duffy, what about Laurie's comparison? Yeah. No, I mean, again, as I said, it's, you know, there are times where I don't really think he's... <laughs> he's had the opportunity, if you want to call it that, to, to show whether he's good enough, uh, you know, in those type of games, because, you know, a couple of early on games, particularly the one at Celtic Park, Celtic completely dominated. So I had like a touch of the ball this time around here. He was sent off in the very early part of the game. Sorry, early goal for Aberdeen. Max Lowe has broken the deadlock inside three minutes. Aberdeen won Motherwell nil. Goalless elsewhere. Sorry, on you go. So, so I think I think that's the thing. I think you have to, you have to see if Rangers are playing well, like the uh, the game at New Year. Um, then you know, obviously, Morelos is a, is can, can certainly. Um, I think over the season he's come up against very strong players. We've said McKenna, Considine, he's came up to the Hearts back line. So I think I think a wee bit unfair, Laurie, in the fact that he's been swatted. I think that Celtic have controlled the game. I think that that's part of the reason why he's been ineffective. And obviously, he has. You've got to stay on the pitch to be effective. Comparing apples and pears, two completely different mm. styles of striker. Mm. Uh, both hugely talented. Both still to reach their peak. Mm-hmm. Rangers play a different style to suit Alfredo Morelos than Celtic play to Odson Edwards' strengths. But the one thing they do have in common is that they're hugely talented young players who have some weaknesses that need to be ironed out, but I think they will both be top players in time. Laurie? Yeah, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I do think that uh, Edward has got more strings to his bow than what Alfredo Morelos uh, has. Uh, I think that ultimately, Edson Edward will be the subject of a, a very lucrative bid uh, from teams down south. I think Alfredo Morelos will be lucky to play in a championship in England. My, my best guess is that he will join Cachina and the other uh, Latinos in Mexico and he'll play in a mariachi league in Latin America. I think both could play in the Premier League in England. But I think in order for Alfredo Morelos to do that, he has to curb the, the the disciplinary issues that have blighted his career in Scotland. There are certainly English Championship clubs which would take a, a look, you would imagine, Jim Duffy? Yeah, I don't know about Premiership clubs yet. I have to be honest with you. I think he has to do a little bit better. Uh, and also his discipline is obviously an issue. But listen, goal scorers you know, will always attract attention. You know, There's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, but I think... Again, you've got to be careful. You would, you would, you wouldn't expect the top teams to come from. Um, so therefore, would you go to a team in the bottom area? Well, make a lot at, of money. But Cardiff City. I mean, yeah. he's had a terrible injury, but Cardiff City yeah. have put Callum Patterson up front. Yes, who we identify mm-hmm. as a right back. Yeah, and I think both Alfredo Morelos and Odson Edward, on their form, can absolutely mm-hmm. play in the Premier League at mm-hmm. that level. Not, yeah. not a top four team. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying that the. 
they could go to somewhere, you know, you know, in, in the sense that a club might take a punt on him. But again, would he thrive there? I, I don't think because you're getting very few chances. You're on the back foot all the time. I think knowing his personality, he'd be even more frustrated because you know you're you know you're defending all the time. So I think he's got a bit to go yet. And then if he can get to a team like a Bournemouth, say for Tonsi, who plays some good football and attacking, and if Callum Wilson moved on, that kind of, then I think yeah, possibly. Mm. But I think it'll take a little bit. Okay, the only goal we've got comes at Pitodri. A bit of a freak <laughs> opener is how it's been described. It looked like a cross from Max Lowe. It's gone into the back of the net. Aberdeen one, Motherwell nil. Goalless everywhere else. Daryl Broadfoot is jumping for joy mm. in the studio. Are you going to tell me why? Get that laptop out. I think I've got it. Oh dear. What's his name? It's Edison or Emerson. You don't need first name. Braffite. Oh, Braffite it is. Well is done. Get the laptop out. Well Let's done. send us the video, please, at Clyde <laughs> SSB. I wouldn't get Braffite, but uh, I'm singing through the alphabet in my head there. Sung Young is one of them. We're doing better oh. now. I like it. All right, you've got one, two, three to get. Vidar Reese. No, no, no you're miles out. Yeah, you're miles out on the time. Uh, right, uh, you've got both centre half still to get, mm. and a sort of attacking a uh, mid a midfielder. Yeah, he was a bit more of attacking back in the day. He's not quite in. Spanish? No, absolutely not. He's Scottish. Attacking midfielder, but not. So right, the centre halves. Yeah. I'm going to need to give you clues, I think, because yeah. we're running out of time. Yeah. One of the centre halves still plays in our Premiership, but for one of the the lower teams in the Premiership. Your old club, Jim Duffy. Dundee? Yes. Um, uh, Darnadee. Darnadee, yep. Darnadee. I does, think we should does, revise. Does, does, uh, Paul, Paul McGowan? Yes, wow, Paul McGowan is the other one. Well done. Dundee. Well done, Jim you Duffy. You just mentioned the D, that just I <laughs> jarred think, my memory. I think we should revise <laughs> the laptop challenge for, for, the, for the remaining centre half. I think this is uh. possibly the hardest out of them all. Okay. So he must be right-sided because Darn's... That, that isn't no, going to help don't you touch. No. <laughs> no, You're thinking far too much here Darrell Converted straight I'll name some of his other clubs mm. Stockport Portsmouth <laughs> Tranmere Southport It's not It's not helping <sighs> Marvin Cropper He's <laughs> He's English <laughs> He's now 28 So he was He would have been young at the time mm, Very young yeah. Not Kelvin Wilson Nope Forest, I, I, I can tell you really no more about this guy Apart wow. from his initials if you want Yeah go for it JT Josh Thompson Josh Thompson Thompson. Well done We got there in the end Thank you Daryl Broadfoot And Jim Duffy For joining me Gordon Duncan Goalless St Mirren Celtic It's goalless uh, Between Rangers and Hearts In fact it's goalless In all the games Apart from Aberdeen 1 Motherwell 0 So there's going to be A lot of fallout From tonight A lot of post-match reaction If you want to hear it You have to join us Tomorrow night from 6 In the company of Gordon DL And Mark Wilson Stay where you are for now Because Callum Gallagher Is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.